and welcome to the Halftime Team Talk podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got with me Gio. Hello. And CB. Hello. How are you guys doing? We all okay? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Enjoyed the football on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. The universe is the United fan. Yeah. Brilliant, wasn't it? Um, I think we should talk about the biggest game, probably. Arsenal-Liverpool. Yeah. We both see the game. Yep. Yeah, only game I watched. That would be feels so weird doing this after not doing a podcast for a week. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done it before. Um, yeah, so basically, um, I think a lot of people are coming round to the idea that Arsenal may be City's nearest challengers. I say nearest in inverted commas because they will probably finish quite far behind, but then they are the only team above City at the moment. In fairness, Fry has been peddling that since game week one. But that's only because he no, can't so really pedal the team he supports. <laughs> oh, I've got to say, we've got um, Squire in the chat. Hi, Squire. Hello, Squire. Our one and only listener. Ever. <laughs> if we, we ever do this. merch, you can have a free t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Send in your details. Sign, sign from Gio himself. Give us yeah. a question, Squire. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know what you guys are thinking. I said a couple of weeks back that I was kind of coming around to the idea that it may not just be a good start anymore. It was uh, something I mentioned, wasn't it? I, I, think, I won't like, go into the whole thing again because I think I mentioned it on two previous podcasts, but like the idea of Arsenal just giving up essentially all of the competitions and just really giving this season a good go. Um, yeah. I, I do remember saying that. This is their time. If if when when will they ever have a better season to well, uh, upset? When Harland is not in the league, that could be a few years. The thing is, the thing is, um, there's probably a Harland way. Well, an injury way for Harland, which could lead to Arsenal win the league. If Harland gets injured, I don't think Harland will get injured. We're all sort of like. Speculating that he's going to get injured at some point, I don't think he will. He's not got a good track record though in leagues. He's been no, he hasn't. But in actual league games, anti-injury PEDs, did he? No, he didn't. He's been taken now though. Hasn't quite his like special doctors in Spain. <laughs> Apparently, didn't someone get injured on international duty? Well, it may have been him. He was with Norway, and the city doctors were with him instead of the Norwegian ones. I personally think that what they'll do is when the fixtures start getting a bit more congested, especially at Christmas, you'll see him get rested a lot more. And that's not because he's injured, but because that'd be like, the, you know, I don't know, partner. you know, because it's still only 22. You feel oh, like yeah. all those years when we were 22, like, it felt like yeah. you could play two games a week easily. I mean, in the sense of just keeping him at 100%, so like they'll build up a little bit of a lead. Only really have Arsenal to worry about, and then yeah, true. Just like I think the, last the thing that stands the out, the thing that stands out with Arsenal more than just winning games is the fact that they are being pegged back in, pegged back in games and showing the resolve to come back and win. I think that's more impressive than the actual wins more than anything. 
Yeah, I think because they obviously they've only dropped points to United, haven't they? And I think even in that game, they looked like there was times yeah, where they looked good. Yeah, it could on a, on another day they could have won that. It's, just it, it's showing like a, a bit of a resolve and a bit of steel. And being a Liverpool fan, it kind of reminds me of the year we won the league. Like it just seemed inevitable that we would, even if we were to get pegged back late in the game, that we would come back and win. Like. And I can't overstate how much I know Arsenal fans get a lot of stick, but they do seem to have a bond with this set of fans, and it, that can take you a long way, especially at home. Yeah. Definitely. I think there's um, I've heard people talk about how they've got like a leadership group within Arsenal, and like it's a very sort of well-gelled team of like the older, more senior players, and I think that, yeah, the the team they all they know what they want, they know what they're doing. They're well gelled. They've taken time with Arteta today to really sort of understand what it is he's doing. They built something quite special, I think. Yeah, and if you think back as well to last season, they lost their first three games, and everyone was saying if Arsenal were to lose against Norwich, I think they won four nil in the end. But if they were to lose, then Arteta was going to lose his job. So it's just crazy, like how things can change yeah. so quickly. Not every manager deserves time. Like some managers just aren't the right fit, but you can tell when some managers have got something about them, and they do just need a bit of time to. He's been fairly lucky though the past few seasons because he could have easily been sacked more than once. Yeah, which and is credit to the Arsenal board. Disappointment. So credit to Arsenal's board being like, you know, let's not be trigger happy. We believe in the process. Let's keep it. Let's keep him, and it looks like it's doing wonders at the minute. Um, but I still think they're gonna probably falter off at the stomp thing. Their squad in general is not, in my opinion, it's not that strong compared to some of the other teams around them. Oh but no! They just, they I mean, just, especially City. I think they're over. I think they. You could argue they're probably overachieving in terms of with the players they've got. They've got some really good players, but I don't think. That yeah, when when I was watching great. the game yesterday, I was looking at some players like the goalkeeper, for example, Tomiyasu, oh, and you're looking at them and you're like, this team can't win the league, surely. It'd be like, I think if they won the league, I feel like it'd be a Leicester moment, like how the fuck did they win the league? You know, if yeah. if you go from... Like, maybe not beginning... that big, maybe not that big. But... No, but I think well, it's the closest to probably Leicester than you probably have another team. It's just when you look I at, don't know, you know. I think of the Callum players. Um, I just don't. I just, yeah, they're a good team, but I just don't think they. I was listening to uh, you know the Diary of a CEO podcast. I Steve Bartlett one today and shout it, out um, one of the old, yeah, one of the uh, older. Well, I say older. Um, with the Gary Neville episode, and he was talking about how uh, with Fergie, it didn't matter. Like he he said to the players, like, it doesn't don't worry about having the ability. I know you've got the ability. Just do what I've told you to do and put the work in. So like, it could, like you said, like, how Arsenal's team aren't the strongest. Like you look at United's team and like under third, like Gary Neville wasn't a quality player, but it's the work ethic and with the manager. And if they if they have got that sussed in the back room on the training ground, and they don't have to necessarily be the best individual players, like. Look at United in the last ten years since Fergie. Like we just kept keep buying the best players in Europe, supposedly. 
and we've got nowhere with it. Yeah, you, so, you look how much we've spent, and then you look at United's team now and being obviously apart from the players we've won well, the season. We'll get on to that in a minute. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Friggy roll off, but yeah, um, I think all well, to bring Liverpool up again, you've only got to look at when Klopp started building that team that won the league, a lot of the players you wouldn't have considered world-class. And it just shows like the sum of, I don't know, what's the saying? The sum of the parts is stronger than, I don't know what the saying is, but basically a strong team is better. They say a strong spine, don't they? individual players. I think Liverpool... Which is what United have been doing. But I think Liverpool have had a core play amount of core amount of players which are actually world class to... yeah because yeah, and then there's can... been a lot of players that have improved and yeah because you can have players which like Arsenal like Saka like... Martinelli yeah yeah well, Martinelli is a good player um, Saka's how, how good do we think Martinelli can be I think he'd be quite good um, I don't know how it's, he gets picked from Brazil regularly down doesn't he or does he I don't know does he I, th- I know, I G- I know he Jesus doesn't uh, I know he doesn't get picked, really. I think. I don't know how true this is, but I, I, I remember there being a bit of um, a story that supposedly Neymar. Is it him he doesn't get on with? I wouldn't be surprised. It's, it's, it's either. It, it might be Jesus or it might be Firmino, but there's, there's one player, there's, there's, an, there's an attacking player that Neymar doesn't get on with. And because he essentially runs the Brazil squad, if. If he says he doesn't want him to play, he doesn't play. I wonder. I wonder if it's Jesus. I can't. I don't, I don't think it's Jesus. So I mean, I could just be making that up. Yeah, but yeah. it could easily be though. He. I was just looking at his stats then. Um, last season. Oh, I can't find it. Now. Where's it gone? Last season, he played twenty-nine games, scored six goals, and got six assists. Is this Jesus? So far, nope. Martinelli. Okay. So six goals, six assists. So far this season, he's played nine games and got four goals, two assists. So he's looking. I think Saka's got three goals now. I think he was on one goal until the weekend. I think then he got two. I was saying um, during the game in the chat that Xhaka's stopped being a liability this season and has actually started showing a bit of a bit of class. He's still he's still hot head. So. Hot-headed. Still hot-headed. Yeah. Yeah. How did he not get booked yesterday? By the way, he like literally had hold of Henderson's shirt with both hands, like on the chest. Like, how is that not a booking? And that's... I think Henderson is one of the few players who could match him in a bit of a nose to nose argument. Yeah, but then that's probably the least worst decision of the game. But yeah, probably. but yeah, the stats. So the stats. So basically, what I wanted to say was. Is it really like should we be surprised that Arsenal are challenging considering the investment they've had over the last couple of years? So I've gone through um who well, you would say the top six and I've also added Everton in because I know Fryer likes to say that they don't spend, but yeah. So Arsenal, I've got each individual season, but I'll just give you the total. They've spent four hundred and ninety one million in the last four seasons. In comparison, City have spent 545, so only 50 million in that, 55 million. Chelsea have spent 725 million. Man United have spent 630 million. 
Spurs have spent 472 million. Everton has spent 280 million, and we've spent 244 million. So, like, should it be a surprise that they're doing so well? I think it is because they they completely revamped their squad. Really, I think I saw an image of the day on Twitter, and it was showing figure the squad which Arteta inherited. Was it was it in twenty nineteen or something like that? Was it twenty nineteen? And then you look at that squad now, and half, well, more than half, that team's not there anymore. Yeah, he's completely. I think he's yeah he's he has spent quite a lot of money. Some, uh, but he's but it's a lot of there's a lot of quantity players there. He's bought a lot of players. Oh yeah, but he has also spent like big money on players. As oh well. yeah, he spent some big money on players, but I mean, like Ben he's... White was fifty million. Yeah, good hell. How much was the goalkeeper? Wasn't he quite a lot as well? I think he was. Uh, was he 35, 40? Ramsdale? Something like that. Then you had, um... oh, what's his name? Oh, J- what was Jesus? Jesus. He was. Um... He was fifty million. Zinchenko, fifty million. Well, no, one was for, about forty, weren't they? Yeah, his use is much more. So they have spent on players. They've not. I don't think they've spent like a typical big fee. They've been spending. Like, no, but probably... spending is still spending. No, isn't it? yeah, I know that. I'm not backing them here. I just think they spent a lot. On, they spent a lot on players, and it's a quantity players. But I would say some of them aren't quality players. Like, this is, this is might be at, now where they're actually starting to implement quality players. They've got the quantity quantity of players, and now they're going to put a bit more quality in there with you the look, likes of seasons. Uh, so I've got a... You were just saying, you look at the game yesterday, and obviously it's... They were playing Liverpool, and people are saying, oh, why, what's going wrong at Liverpool? Like, well, surely the spend tells you everything. Like, we've spent half of what Arsenal have spent. And we were, we were argue, I think, I've not got the stats to hand, but I think over the past two years, we have equaled United in terms of revenue every season and in terms of club value. And yeah, the fact that... Sorry, I was going to say though, but is when you say it's uh, clearly through the money side of things, I just, I tend to disagree just because it's you're... not just you're to do with money, but having money good. helps. Of course it is, of course it is. But I'm, not saying, only, I'm not belittling what Arteta has done, he's done a great job, no. but they should be challenging with what they're spending. Yeah, and that, that is what, you, what you'd hope, you know, on like a business side of it, like, you know, return on your investment, but I think when you, if you're spending wisely, like they are, I think they are, I don't think they're spending, like, I think United spends, how well, historically, have spent stupid. Yeah. But Arsenal... They're spending quite wisely, but what I was going to say when you compared to Liverpool was um, that you're still the same, give or take. I know you've lost money, but give or take, you're still roughly the same team that you know gets ninety points a season. Yeah, but it's been roughly the same team for the last four or five seasons. That's so then, so of course you're aging, and like you could argue that a few players need an upgrade, but. Is it a confidence issue right now? Is Klopp struggling? For me, it feels like Klopp's struggling to instill a bit of confidence into some of the lads. I feel, I feel like the main issue is there is a bit of a come down from last season. Like, I don't think any team will get as close as we were last season to winning all, tro- all four trophies. I don't think that will ever happen again. 
And yeah, possibly. I, th- I think like, when you consider we've gone into the last game of the season, there's one point in it, and we went into the Champions League final. And if those games would have gone our way, which very nearly happened in the Premier League, yeah, you've got to remember they were two down to like the last ten minutes. So there's going to be naturally a bit of a come down from that, and I, I just think they're a bit knackered. And also, we've been playing the same team for four or five years. People know what to do. That's what it is. And they figured uh, it pull out a bit, but yeah, that, that is it. And the team needs refreshing. And we just haven't had the money to. Well, we haven't been given the money to do it. And it, there's no excuse to say, well, there's no money there because, like I said, we've been making what Man United have been making. So, like, where is that money? No, no. No, no one knows. Well, we do know. It's in the owner's pocket. But yeah, I've got a little table here as well, just to go over it. Um, I've got a total, I won't do the net spend because you'll all moan. But I've got, um, let me let me just go through this. So in terms of the table, United are top in terms of actual spends. Is this the past the four years? Four seasons, yeah. So United have spent 630 million to Chelsea's 622. City a third with 546 and Arsenal a fourth with 491. Um, Liverpool are below Spurs, Villa, West Ham, Wolves, Newcastle, Everton, and Leeds. We're at 244 million spend. So that's just very telling right there. And I do want to do the net spend one because it's even worse, right? <clears throat> so our net spend is, over the past four seasons, £89 million. So teams that have higher net spend than us in the Premier League only, okay? Fulham have a higher net spend. Sheffield United have a higher net spend. Nottingham Forest, from one season in the Premier League, have a higher net spend. <laughs> Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, is that not shocking? It is bad, yeah. For a team that's been challenging in every competition for the past four or five years, like, that is just... It's just unexcusable. And not enough gets said, gets said about it, to be honest. Like, people may want to take the, the mick out of like, Liverpool now this season, but <laughs> if we're not spending money, what 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 are we meant to do? Figures. Like Klopp's doing it with his hands tied behind his back, isn't he? Really? Yeah. You spent money, but you've only spent money like one player every big money every like two seasons. Well, we maybe. spent money. We spent big money on uh, Allison one win, Van, uh, summer Van, window, then and then Van Dyke in a January window, and then after that, we spent Diaz. What was Diaz? Forty. That's well, still so big, big money. Then Nunes. It's not big money now. It's not. No, but Nunes still, like... is not even big money anyway. Uh, sorry, Nunes like like back when we signed Van Dyke and Allison, sixty million was big money. But now it's not. And that was only five seasons ago. Like we spent sixty four on Nunes, obviously before add-ons, and that's not really big money, is it? Sixty million now? No, probably not now. No, that's about average, probably now. But when you've got players going for, like you had Lukaku went for hundred. Grealish went for 100. Anthony's gone for 80. Who else is there? I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any more, but yeah. It's, it's kind of has turned in 
to like me talking about Liverpool, but kind of works because they played Arsenal. But it is quite shocking, really. And when you see teams like City buying everyone, like like I think Bellingham will end up at City now. He'll either be City or Madrid. And you just think, like, what's the point? How how do you compete? Where do you see, based upon the trajectory of Liverpool and what they're likely to spend on players, then where do you see Liverpool? Where do you see Liverpool finishing this season? And then where do you see them finishing next season? I don't know. It's going to be... It all depends. Like, the last few games, there has been an improvement in performance. Can can like we you, should have got I'll say, can you see Klopp leaving but leaving on the basis that he's just fed up of not having his hands tied behind? Do you reckon he'll leave? Don't think so. I don't think so. Not even if he's like well you still do you still say say you're struggling and you still not be given the money to prove do you reckon you'll stay no it's hard to say because he's never really been bar like those couple of seasons he's never really been given money in his career has he? No I don't no, I don't, I, oh, I don't know his figures in Dortmund, but I don't think so. No, he didn't really. He was always he always had his best player taken, didn't he, every season by uh, Bayern? Yeah. Well, that's Dortmund anyway, isn't it? Yeah, but just going back to where do I think we'll finish? Like, I think this season now, like the last, obviously Rangers are not very good, but I can't remember who played before that. But in the Arsenal game, there was definitely an improvement in performance with his new formation. Yeah, it was Brighton before that. Trail. Right, you know, yeah. Um, thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it's going to be obviously a fight to get in the top four and hope that we can squeeze in in the back, like finish fourth. But it all depends on how close we are come January because I feel like we might make a few signings in January. And I feel like our best chance is to probably try and get Bellingham then. Because coming, like, waiting for the summer, I don't think anyone else has a chance bar City or Madrid. Yeah, I agree. I'd probably agree to that. Like, my heart says that <clears throat> come the end of this season, we'll spend big money because the owners will think, well, if we don't, we'll lose Klopp. And who else do you sign? Like, <laughs> everyone is a downgrade on Klopp. Yeah, I heard someone today saying they should pull the trigger and get Tuchel. I'm like, that's just like a poor man's clock. Like, why well, would you do that? Well, Tuchel's a good manager, but he's not. He's not the same. He plays completely different way to It's interesting that like you said poor man's clock. I remember listening to a pod a few weeks ago when we were talking about the whole Graham Potter transition, and someone was saying how. He is kind of like the Rolling Stones to the Beatles, uh, to Kloppy and the Beatles. Like no matter in Germany, especially like no matter what, yeah, he is. Tuchel does, he's just seen as second string to Klopp. He yeah. is just like a little mini Klopp, isn't he? Basically, mm. and I think they do play kind of similar football. Apparently, they think he hasn't. He's not very charismatic. Apparently, so he's he's not easy to talk to. Whereas obviously Klopp is very yeah, it's a complete opposite. Isn't yeah, it? but yeah, I don't. <sighs> They're gonna to have to spend money. They obviously they're building the stand at the moment, and I think that's finished come the end of the season, and that takes the attendance up to sixty-two capacity. Um, and then they've got no excuses then, really, have they? And the thing is, as well, like 
for the price of a new stadium, you buy like the best player in the world nowadays. Like the price of footballers compared to like the price of normal things, like stuff you'd use to build a stadium, has just gone up so much that even building the stand shouldn't really affect what we're spending. Considering how much money you get from the TV TV deal, so. But yeah, depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think like, what was it? Five months ago, we were going into a Champions League final. That's yeah. just crazy, and now we are where we are. But yeah, same question. Then where do you see Arsenal finishing in where this season and next season? Oh, next season, that's <laughs> impossible to tell. I, 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 it's so hard. Like, don't fancy them to stay in second, but then at the same time, who do I fancy to overtake them? I think that's the that's. I think that is the thing. No one. I don't. I don't think Arsenal win, and I've got a feeling they're not going to finish second. I think they might go to like third, but they're like fellas there. I don't know who would go third. No, Chelsea, not... Chelsea. Chelsea's too hard to predict because they've got a new manager. Like before they had the new manager, I would have said Chelsea won't catch them, but then I don't know now. Spurs are not going to catch them because I don't think they're that good. No, I don't think. To be honest. Good. I had high yeah. hopes for Spurs at the start of the season, but they've kind of faded. They're on the off. I think they, they're not playing well, but I think they're very good. They are very good. And well, they I, could be very they good. They'll probably get top four. I think United are a bit of a dark horse, to be honest, because if you take away the City game, yeah, it was a bad result, but they'll probably do that to everyone. They'll do it to us next week. Yeah. Like If you take that out, they've won five games in a row. Yeah, we've got five. Yes. We've got one five out of six in the Premier League, and we played Arsenal and Liverpool in that, and and City. And if I think if if you said if you said to me like, would you take five wins out of them or well, yeah, fifteen 100%. points? You'd be like, yeah, because Liverpool and Arsenal are there. So I think yeah, I think we're dark horses. I don't think we'll go any higher than fourth though. I think in terms of fourth, it'll be between. Hard to say. Can't tell between Spurs. I'm going to say between Chelsea, United, and hopefully us. But I don't know. The thing I don't you have think... going in your favour is that although Chelsea are obviously a, you know a very good team and Potter is an exceptional manager, but it could take a bit of time to gel there. So I think. But yeah, and also how is how is Potter gonna do? We like he's never done this before, has he? He's never been in the big leagues kind of thing. Yeah, I mean I, I could be wrong, he could prove to be fantastic and take to this no problem at all, but I think he's got the ability. I can Liverpool they have obviously got Potter who knows how form at this level. Yeah, I think, oh, your mic's just gone a bit bad. I think uh, Potter, I think Potter has got the ability to be a really good manager, but then it's the question: is Chelsea job too soon? Which could be the case, uh, but you never know. He might do really well. He's started okay at Chelsea, hasn't he? But it might be the new manager bounce, and then Chelsea might go back to Chelsea what they were at the beginning. I of think season. also, and this is going to bring us on to the next subject. Oh, I think Newcastle could maybe. Be hanging around there as well. Yeah. How high do we think they can finish? I think they'll. I think they've got a good chance to finish in Europa. I think they'll. What is that now? Seventh. 
Can say six or seven. Yeah, I, I think they can. I think I can't see them finishing higher, but I think they could finish there. I, I yeah, I still yeah, I think sixth, seventh, maybe eighth at the lowest. I think that's where they could finish. They're currently sat in sixth. They've only lost one game all season, and that was to a last-minute goal against us. Like if yeah. we didn't score well last minute it was last 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 minute in stoppage time um and if we did not score that them and city would be the only teams in the league unbeaten how many games so they've drawn they drawn a few that's that is their issue they've drawn five yeah so they, they went on a bit of a run didn't they where they they couldn't really score and then they <laughs> bought isaac so they are dark. But then they're like a... one thing that needs to be accounted for is um Early on in the season, John Joe Shelby got an injury and he usually plays the more defensive role in midfield. Um, and Bruno Gimaresh had to take his place, obviously. So that's was round about the time when they were drawing all those games. Yeah. And then recently, the last two or three games, uh, Eddie Howe's put Longstaff and Willock like, in an anchoring role and let Gimaresh move further up forward. And since then, they've won two on the bounce. Is it, or it could even be three on the bounce. Um he scored twice and got an assist as well. So, with Isaac coming back as well, they're looking quite good up front to have the firepower needed to turn those draws into wins. Mm. I'm a bit worried about playing them this weekend because um, they're a really good sides. Are you at home? Yeah, we're at home. I think playing with United now, I'm confident that with I can confident we can score. So I think we've got the attacking players score as many goals as we want, really. But it's the f- mistakes. Many there's so many. There's so no, you know, not saying. But yeah, I'm confident. I'm always, two, I'm always confident of um, yeah, of United scoring with the uh, the talent we've got. It's just we seem to always have a mistake in us, and usually when we make a mistake, it ends up in a goal. We had one yesterday. And then we had yeah, two. We had, mistake, it's a bad mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a, oh, that was close. It's usually like oh, it's just cost us a goal. Like that mistake yesterday. Two mistakes midweek, which got the Cypriot team to score two goals, which came from two of our own mistakes. So, which and obviously Brentford skipped the Brentford game. Probably three of those goals were directly our own mistakes. So it could go. So I'm a bit, but worried about that. It should be. They're a good team. Yeah, and, uh, which gives, which is, I think, this is, it's more of a, I'm saying it in a nice way to them, saying it's, it's more respect to them, because they are a good team, so I'm worried. I'm not, it's not like Newcastle a few years ago, which you're confident that you're probably steamrolling. Yeah. But now it's not the same. With Steve Bruce in charge. He got sacked today, didn't he, for West yeah, Brom? Yeah, West Brom. You think now teams would be like, yeah, let's not hire Steve Bruce, but I'm sure he'll have a job soon. The thing is with Newcastle as well, which teams around them need to worry about is they'll probably spend another 100, 120 million in January and bring in two world-class players again. Like, that's the future. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I think they're probably probably doing what City did at the beginning, didn't they? Buy some good players and then gradually it'll buy world-class players and then gradually it'll become like a City. Yeah. Which is actually a good like way Rubinio. of doing it. Yeah, we... remember Rubinho? Yeah, well, he. What do you he's... think he was going to United? Yeah, he thought he was going yeah. to United. 
then he didn't he didn't know about City being another another team in Manchester. Good player. Rebecca. I remember remember uh, Forland of uh, he played for United for however many years and he didn't realise there was another team in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that quote. It's like like Forland. Is that true though, or is that just? Well, he might be just adding to the fire, but, but it is a quote. But he might be just adding to the fire. Do we think Eddie Howe will be in this job much longer? Do we yeah. like how, how? What was the time frame you can see on that? I think a couple more seasons, but I think eventually he'll be replaced. I think he's a good manager for now, but when they want to start competing, they might try and pull the trigger and try and get someone else. But you never know; he might stay. But I feel like he's the manager for now. I'll yeah. give him at least till the summer. Yeah. And while he's yeah. doing well, well, definitely till the summer, yeah. yeah. But also, especially while he's doing well, then they can't really replace him, can they? But speaking of replacing managers, that brings us on to our last topic. Um, who do we think is going to get sacked next? I would. I was going to say before this weekend that Steve Cooper would probably be the first. <laughs> he signed a deal. <laughs> he's just signed a new deal. I think that's. And the, but the thing is, I was listening to. I don't know if you guys know him, but um, ex Crystal Palace owner Simon Jordan, he has a show on Talksport, and he's like very outspoken. He's really good to listen to because he gives a lot of insights from like football club owner point of view. Um, and he said that <clears throat> this contract probably <clears throat> won't be any more money, and it's only a year extension. And w- so basically, if he gets sacked. It won't cost them that much money, but it will give the club a boost in the short term and the players a boost and the manager a boost, but nothing has really changed. Yeah. So from like the outside, it looks like, oh yeah, we're backing our man, but really, he's just done it as like a clever tactic. That's been fair. He's done really well for not Forest in general. It's just this season. Well, last they... season, I think they were in the relegation places when yeah. they took over, so... But this season, but, it just, uh, but I don't know, like, a, I city, think a city load of players. I think Forrest are nailed. Like, I know we had a conversation with other people who were on the podcast that when we first started doing this, and a couple of them said they can't see Forrest getting in danger, and I always said, oh, I don't know, they've signed a lot of players. I think, I think right I've now always they, been, they look I've nailed always been on to get relegated. Like you think what? I've always been a bit nervous, but not not nervous about them. But like in the sense, of like if I was a Forest fan, I would be worried. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've never had confidence in them. Um, but I was going to say a few pods back. I said, "Look, I obviously thought I just had been sacked, but I thought Hassan Hootel was going to be the next one to go." Well, he's another one on my list. So I think the two favourites are Hassan Hootel and Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Um, but I think Rodgers. From looking at or listening to it a little bit, hasn't he got like a big payday if they get rid of him? So you could see Leicester potentially keeping him just just so they don't have to pay pay him out. But how much money are they going to lose if they get relegated? Yeah. I think they may maybe they're thinking, okay, we'll do shit, but we we're not going to get relegated. But you know, that, you know, doesn't mean they won't. But maybe that's their mindset. Just uh, looking at the odds God. for the next managers to get sacked, Hassan Hull is four to nine, Brendan Rogers seven to two, Gerard is four to one, 
Steve Cooper's twenty-two to one, and Jurgen Klopp is twenty-two to one. Fifth favorite to get sacked. I can't. I definitely can't see Klopp being sacked. He's more likely to walk away. Yeah, he's got too much credit in the bank, yeah. hasn't he? Carry on, George. Um, that was pretty much all I can say, I think. But yeah, I, genuinely, I could see Southampton going down. I could see them going down. I see the, the problem, like Chelsea, sorry, Southampton looked good a couple of games back when they played Chelsea. They had a, a game against Chelsea, and there was another game they had where they actually looked good, and I thought they could actually have a good season here. And then since then, the Chelsea game on the 30th of August, they've scored one goal in four games. And they've picked up zero points, and it's just all crumbled for them. I think every season they don't really spend, and I think this season could be the season that it catches up with them. And they've got rid so of a few players. Go. They've got rid of a few of the like half decent players as well, like Romeo and that. So it's like okay, they're not like world beaters or anything, but like they were integral to the team. Like who are who have they got now? Like ever like. Like genuine, other than Warcraft, who have they got? Che Adams. Che Adams. Yeah. They got rid of Romeo. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They lost. Bro- is it? Bro- is it Brojo from Chelsea? Because he was on loan. Bro, yeah. Yeah, he was Bro, on yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah. He was good. To, he was good player for the Bro, last Joe. season. Uh, Bro, I, I prefer Bro, my. I prefer the name I gave him to be honest. I think he should rebrand himself. Brojo and Bojo. Yeah, Bro, Brojo. <laughs> Yeah, they've obviously, yeah, they they signed. They signed Maitland Niles in the summer. They bought two city. Um, two, they bought two city youth lads, and apparently there's a lot of potential in both. Or was it two, maybe one? But they signed a city youth lad, who's like. Yeah, they definitely got someone. The thing is, when people sign players like that, when you look at what happened with, um. Foden and there's that other young lad coming through for City, that Palmer. Cole Palmer. Yeah. Like, yeah. if the lap. City think they're good, I know they've loaned out the lap, haven't they? To the Championship. But if City think they're good, they're not going to let them go. Yeah. So he signed uh, Samuel Enduzi. Yeah, I think he has. He scored one goal. I think they've signed a few. The... Is this all the play? Yeah, they've signed a few players from City, but like under twenty one. So they signed a left back from City. They signed a goalkeeper. We've got Salisu as well. He yeah, and Bedner, 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 Ragnarok. They've got another. No, they've got four players from City. Yeah. Whoa, they've got Theo Walcott. Oh yeah, back. <laughs> Forgot he was there. They lost. They lost. Uh, Nathan yeah, Redmond. I think they're going down. Fraser for Shane Long. How are Leicester? How are Leicester where they are with the players they've got? Like they've got Telemans, Harvey Barnes, um, Johnny Evans, Vardy. I know those two are getting a bit old, but still they've got good players. How are they? Are how are they there? Where they? How are they? Bottom of the league. I think Telemans is hard. I think Telemans. He's on the way out anyway. I think he's his mind's elsewhere, so he's he's not the same as he was, say, last season. I think he thought he was going to be transferred in the seven. Obviously, it's not happened, so he's probably a bit disappointed. Yeah, but they're still like, look yeah. at their team. The team was like, they've got look what I mentioned there, Madison and DD. Uh, look what I mentioned a few weeks ago, though, about how they need to score at least three goals to win the game. 
like when they finally won a game against Forest, they scored four. Okay, yeah. Forest, it's combined. It's like every Flens win a game, they have to score four goals, and they can't score goals because they've got some great attacking players. But yeah. other than Johnny Evans, you didn't have a single defender then. No, but they've also and got they... Ryan Bertrand. He's James, not bad. James, James Justin. Justin. Yeah, where's Soyuncu been? Has he been playing? I forgot they even had him. Yeah, he was the next big thing. He was saying, like, screw him. Well, he was good. Uh, I don't know if it was last season or the season before. I think it was but... the past two seasons because he was like, oh, we don't need um, Maguire because we've got got this fella. No, he's not played a single game so far this season. Yeah, was that down to injury or... <clears throat> and they've also got the Wales goalie as well. Exactly. Danny Ward. It's shocking. It's bad. But has he? The defence has been shocking. He's not a good goalkeeper, really. He's he's one of them, like he performs for his country, but that's it. Like when Do any Welsh players perform for their club? Probably well yeah. True. But it's one of them, like you can guarantee when England play Wales in the World Cup, he will be one of the match. Yeah, probably. But he won't keep anyone else out. Just got a stat here as well for Leicester, which I thought was quite good. Um They've now dropped 30 points in 2022 from winning positions. But yeah. And that's 13 more than anyone else. So they're quite far out. Like they just, like you said, they can't defend. And as well, you can tell they're phasing out Vardy. Oh, yeah. Is, why is why the right give him a two year contract then? I don't know. Probably just as a bit of a backup, isn't it? Makes no sense why they would do that. Like literally, they no might, sense whatsoever. They might think, they might have thought that we could get more output from him, or they might have done that to see if they get resale value if they were to sell him. But <laughs> what at forty eight? You know, I won't be surprised. They won't be surprised. Some teams will probably pay some money for him. United, yeah, fifty mil. Yeah, fifty mil. Yeah, fifty two. What Ollie would have done? Yeah, and he a striker. Get me Harland. No, so, no you, uh... there's, a, there's a story about that. He wanted Harland, but John Murto messed it up. Completely messed yeah, it up. Yeah, with the times, wasn't it? Yeah, he completely balls up. And, yeah, I'm not saying we would have got him, but that Who was... did you get in the end? Igalo. Igalo, yeah. He did well end of that season. Then you did he see did him. not do no, well, No, no, let me rephrase that. He did okay. But then the next season for like he did better than you thought. Oh yeah, he did. But he did much better than I thought. I th- but I think um, and then the the next half of his low, which is the following season, he just didn't play. Let me see his stats. So he scored no goals for United. He did. Is that right? No, in the Premier League. He scored a few in Europa. He's got yeah. a, a belter in South Austria. And I think he's some. Um, so I mean the cup competitions too. Don't think he really. Let's have a look. I don't think he scored a goal for United. YouTube, YouTube, the his goal against that. Uh, I think they're called Last Glins. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. that was a, He scored two that game, and I think they're both worldies. I do remember him scoring a good goal, but I don't think he scored for United. Let's see. What season was he at United? 20, uh, 2021. Let's see, 2020, 21. He 
played no one game and scored none. That's what he moved, I think. He played two in the EFL and one in the Champions League and scored none. And then the season before, he played 11 in the league, scored none. Played five in the Europa League. and uh, yeah, Played five in the Europa League and scored two. And three in the FA Cup and scored three. So he didn't score a single goal in the league. Yeah. Is this where you've fallen to, CV? No. Well. No, but I, yeah, but I don't think he barely he didn't play much, to be fair. Played 11 games. No, no, when you, I'm playing about like probably the time. You could still play 11 games, but play 10 minutes each game. That's true. So I think yeah, he, played the... 11, he played 11 games total in 82 minutes. Got <laughs> like 10 minutes each game. So there we go then. <laughs> so not really surprised. But I think um, he was, he did well against... The one thing game I remember him for was the City game. We beat him 2-0 at Old Trafford. When his back heels... He did a back heel to think it was Fred. And then Fred did a horrendous ball. They went to McTominay. He scored from like four yards out. Sounds about right. Yeah, back back when we could beat C. And not get battered. Uh, God. So, should we move on to FPL now, Gio? You're not going to talk about it. the VAR. <laughs> the what? The VAR. The VAR incidents. Oh no. <laughs> Not really. What's the point? Well, talking about well, what, you, you go on, you say what you wanted to say. I say Squire asked before, he said Rashford handball, yes or no. Did he? Yeah, he put yes or no. I replied in the chat. Um, you, I know you're a yes. I'm more of a no, because I think it was just really harsh. But Is he still in the chat? I don't know. But he did, he did before. That's all viewers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think some of the VAR decisions were horrendous this weekend. No, right. That United one, okay, the rules, under the rules, that can't be a goal. Yeah, but like, it just can't be a goal. It's so backwards, the whole rule. What annoys me yeah, is. It is, it is. It's, it's, it's so, a shambles. It's so inconsistent. So, but do you see Antonio's goal? He literally cut the ball. Yeah, like the and then, basketball. And then, like, the Rashford's on. Rashford jumped to challenge. So his arms weren't actually that out. The ball hit him probably near enough in his armpit than his hand. And then... Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, if he did that and then passed it to, say, Ronaldo, it would have counted. Yeah, I know. Which it, makes it's no, it makes, it makes like no sense. It should be, like... It's ridiculous. It should... That's what annoys me more. It's just after seeing that and the... The Arsenal game where you, I think he should have, should have had a penalty because his arms are not in a natural position. But it, it's just so it's, backwards. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like It's so ridiculous. Like Under the rules, the Rashford goals just shouldn't have counted, but you can see why United fans wanted it because the Antonio one was given. And it's the same with our handball. Like, I'm under the impression it was probably too close. But yeah. But I, one I, was given the day before in the Newcastle game. I don't think it's well. It's, if it's too close, though, but the Rashford was too close because literally Rashford, it came from under Rashford and got booted up to Rashford's. He's he's got no way of doing. It. He can't get all that. Is it's just so backwards the whole thing how they do VAR. I think it's officiating. It's really VAR could be really good well, if the officiating reason. was good and it's just not. 
Like I remember there's a reason that in the last Euros there was no English referees there. Yeah, and the VAR was actually really good in the Euros, if I remember rightly. And then now it takes like five minutes to do a simple oh let oh was that a handball? Was that not? Was that a penalty? Was that a goal? It takes like five minutes. It's just it's just shambles. What annoyed me well, more from yesterday from that decision, because United were comfortable. More than comfortable. If that goal went in, probably we might have scored more. But because the goal didn't go in, well, it didn't count. It felt like everything scored, and then the LC. It took about a couple of minutes for the decision to be made, and then all of a sudden, United were under pressure. And I felt I would have felt a massive injustice if Everton got an equaliser after that, which they could oh, yeah. have very easily done. They, 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 they did nothing. Right the end, didn't they? Yeah, they did nothing all game. No, they were not very good, Everton. I was quite disappointed with them yesterday. <laughs> Just, I don't know if you read on Sky, they have uh, that Dermot Gallagher. I read that on one. Every Monday. I read the, yeah. I read the, the one on the, the app. He goes like through all the decisions and what was it correct? Yeah, yeah. Like... So, like, obviously, that penalty that Arsenal got yesterday. So, we're, we're singing Arsenal's praises yesterday, and really, they shouldn't have won. Like, that penalty they got from. Jesus was just I was so mad at the time like football is just it's just no contact anymore and, and just reading what he says so the, that ex-ref says um, there's two issues uh, they're meant to be raising the threshold so that there is more physical contact Do you remember that at the start of the season yeah. a lot of the little fouls were not given and that's kind of just gone out the window Um and he says, Thiago doesn't get the ball and makes contact with Jesus. But is it enough to give a penalty? I think not. And the next problem is when it's thrown to the VAR, Michael Oliver will say to the VAR, he doesn't get the ball. He made contact with the player, which he has, so that there's no evidence he made an incorrect decision. So VAR has to stay out of it. Like, how ridiculous is that? Yeah. It's just so backwards, the whole thing. And it, <laughs> I've never been one to say get rid of it, but I'd rather it not be. There's another anymore. thing that what we said to follow on from the Arsenal discussion before. Yeah, for Arsenal to finish top or finish stay top, they're going to have to be lucky, which I feel like they've been quite lucky this season so far with some decisions. So if they continue to be lucky, they can very much be towards the top. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of the decisions they've had. I think City will show. City will show when they play Arsenal. I don't know when it is, but I think they'll absolutely trounce City at Arsenal. I yeah. think they'll win by like three or four goals. They're just so far ahead of everyone else. Yeah, but that's so. Yeah, the, the, the thing run team. How much of a good, better run team they are compared to them yeah, in the league? The thing that's in Arsenal's favour is that everyone around them. Is not doing great either. So you Spurs, well, Spurs are doing all right, but I expected them to do better. And then obviously United didn't have a great start. We're garbage, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see where we are, where the league is before the World Cup. Yeah, I mean that's only in. We've got we've still got a few games. Thirty-one days. Southgate names his squad. I think we've. I think United have got Newcastle. At home, I think Spurs at home and maybe Chelsea away. So we played a lot of the big boys before the World Cup. 
I think we've still got Chelsea because it got postponed. Lost against you. Lost against Arsenal. Haven't played Spurs. Basically lost against everyone but Newcastle and Bournemouth. That's pretty much where our season is. Yeah, well, but yeah. That's that's more more fun to start. Is Bournemouth above you in the league? Yes, but they have played that is, game. Yeah, that's still quite funny when you think of it. Mm, nope. No, no, Depressing, no, no. more like. No, that just shows what a good job that Gary O'Neill has done, really. Yes. Like, he, I don't think he's lost since he took over. When I mean, you consider the team he took over was, had just been beaten 9 yeah, 0. Was... That's pretty good going. They're, they're getting new owners soon, aren't they, as well? They reckon that takeover is mm-hmm. going to go through. Oh, the American. And everyone was, yeah, everyone was saying on the radio today, like, why doesn't Gary O'Neill get the manage like the full time job? But all the players have come out, and again, Simon Jordan, again with his like unique point of view, like he's all their players have come out and said, oh yeah, we really love playing with him. Blah blah blah. We should hire him as the manager. Like, don't get anyone else. And then Simon Jordan said, no, nah, that's it. Now that's the nail in the coffin. They should get rid of him because once the players start coming out and backing him. They're only saying that because he's picking them. Like yeah. once they he stops picking them, they'll change their mind. Well, you just look at the situation with um, Ollie United. He was only supposed to be there for like a short while, but his results went really well. And then United appointed him. The players loved him at the time, and then it just yeah. went. It just went. I sour. think the worst game you ever had <laughs> was PSG away. The worst. The worst game? What do you mean? The this because that's what got Ollie the job. Oh, it did get him. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I think that did get him the job. And then, yeah, it's kind of just wasted three years. It's funny that we beat we beat PSG twice away from home with Ollie and lost both home pictures. Did you? Yeah. Again, Joe. Famous Rio Ferdinand quote after the game. What was it? Ollie's at the wheel or something? Yeah. Say, so give him a blunt paper. He's so that. cringe, Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> He's so cringe. Uh, when, I watch him, when I watch him on VT, I don't mind him, but he is very cringe. Like, and I, I like for personal, well, not personal, but there's like other reasons I kind of dislike him, like after his wife died and stuff. But when you sit there and watch him on BT and he's sat there in like a pair of chinos. That are halfway up his legs, and then he's got like some weird like shoes on, and he's just like, No, what t- are you doing? I tell you, most he's the most cringiest footballer. Um, Robbie Savage with what he wears. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he's always been a bit weird. I know, but I mean, that's it's cringy some of the stuff he wears. Do you ever see his wife, by the way? No, I've never seen his wife. If I remember correctly, she is like kind of stunning, kind of. Let me have a look, just to make sure I'm not imagining it. Good old Charlie Savage. Uh, no, I think I was imagining it. <laughs> She's all right. She's, uh, maybe age has caught up to her. I don't know. Ooh. Now that's her. She's never going to listen to us. All right. We've only got Squire. <laughs> maybe that was Robbie Savage's nickname. Yeah, he's an, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're kind of just rambling now. Do you want to move on to FPL, Gio? 
can do. I must admit, I've, I don't prepare as much as Fried as we are missing him this week. No, or... no, just give us yeah. who you're thinking of picking for next week. Lost in action. Um, that's about oh. it, really. Well, I was just... I'm We've already look. done 55 uh, minutes, so okay, keep it brief. Cool. Yeah, probably. I was just having a little look at, look at our, our league, and I was going to say, I've finally overtaken Fryer and Tom, um, and especially now that Nico Williams has just been subbed on, so Tom can't get his six-pointer from Dias, which means I will finish ahead of him now this week, so is there any Johnson ahead of me now? Be careful, he will kill you. Johnson's took ah, quite a big lead, though, hasn't well. Well, he uses triple captain this week. He's, he's only... still calling, wasn't it? Yeah, he's only forty-two points ahead of me, and obviously I've still got my triple captain. So it's, I'm not saying it's not a good lead. He's he's having a very good start to the season, but I wouldn't say it's a huge lead just yet. Yeah, I've got him in my sights. Any teams? Obviously, we've got the blank. For Arsenal and City in two weeks' time, you have six players between Arsenal and City, and you do not have your wild card. What are your plans? Um, I might panic, you know, frail my <laughs> Um But yeah, I didn't actually think of that. As now, I'm going to start worrying. Uh, I was thinking of getting rid of J- Jesus or Saliba. I'm keeping Martinelli. I feel like he's going to be a good output. Harlan and Martinelli. I, I think I'll, yeah. keep on. I think I I've say, yeah, um, keep Harlan. I'm keep Cancelo. Have you had Martinelli from the start? I think I might have. I think I had him and Ode, Odegaard and Jesus, and then I think I only had um, Jesus and Harland, but now I've got Kane in. So I've had to do, I think I got rid of Salah and put Kane in. But obviously Kane's a yeah, doubt for this weekend. 75% are playing. Uh, he is flagged. You asked the game, he said it was just enough and they were just being a little bit cautious of it. Never really. Imagine he still playing. I think he said because they got Champions League and yeah. on, tomorrow night they play. So I think they were just keeping him for that, so I wouldn't worry too much about Kane. Yeah, I would focus more on your your abundance of City and Arsenal players. Yeah, I would. Um, my tips for you, I would say, if you've had Martinelli and Haaland from the start, keep them, bench them, because obviously, if you sell them and then decide to buy them back, you'll have to spend a lot more money on them. Yeah, than what you bought them for. I'm happy to see that this week. I've actually, I got. Did I get the most points this week? So far, oh, I got seventy-four. So what did t- yeah. I forgot? Spence um, Johnson's got seventy. It's still another game, though. Remember, Johnson's got seventy-three. He has Coutinho in play, who is on five points currently. So, so I may may have second amount. And considering my past two weeks, where one week I didn't change the team, and mm. the t- last week. Where I forgot to captain Holland when everybody else captained Holland, <laughs> and that kind of went up in flames, which has made me fall back considerably. Because I think at one point we were like only like five points between top place and like think, fifth or something. I think, in fairness, if just looking at the points difference now, if you had Holland captain that week, you'd still be ahead of me. 
I would be. I think so. I've not looked into it too much, but when we're only twenty points difference, I think yeah, I think he would be. Yeah, to me still. Yeah, because I think Carlin... did you have as captain CB? I think I had Kane. Yeah, I think he did. I don't know why I didn't captain Ireland. I think it's. I think it's my bitterness because I do. United. Yeah, I think I was going to say. I'm surprised it's not a United player. Yeah, I was, I was a bit bitter. I was like, oh, I don't want to be shown show face that I've captained him against us. So I just someone will see. So yeah, so I made him vice captain, and then everybody else got forty points, whereas I got twenty points. So I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. And then Cancelo for that game got like one or two, and the last game he got eighteen points. Yeah, so uh, to answer your question, Phil, on who I think I'm going to transfer in this week, I don't think I am. Um, I'm trying to. I'm hoping to have the two free transfers to navigate the blank week a little bit, but I am tempted to switch my goalkeeper. How many players have you got in the teams that are blanking? Well, I've got three. Uh, three City and one Arsenal. Um, I was going to sell De Bruyne, uh, keep Cancelo and Haaland and Martinelli. But sell De Bruyne, and then my plan was to buy Foden when City are back in action again and spread the money elsewhere. Because if realistically, if we're only ever going to captain Haaland in this season, <laughs> you don't really need to spend big money on the likes of De Bruyne, who are 12, 12 and a bit million. You might as well just have all the good cheaper players and just have benching headaches every week rather than yeah, I agree. the most expensive players. Can in I the just game. say? I'm watching the Villa Forest game and someone just had a shot for Forest and behind the goal the steward in his high vis coat and his Nottingham Forest scarf around his neck just watching the game he's... jumping up going, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. Either if that it, either, it was that, yeah, yeah. It was either that or someone's gone to the match in a high vis coat. <laughs> Yeah, when you've got yeah, when you've got work at nine, well, yeah. ten. <laughs> but, Anything else to add, or should we end it there? Uh, no, well, we'll end it there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. If anyone does, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Yeah, Squire. Yeah, bye, Squire. Bye, Miss you. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast feel free to subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify and Twitch at Halftime Team Talk. We also live stream these episodes on Twitch every Monday at 8pm UK time. You can also find us on Twitter at HalftimeTA2, so give us a follow. <laughs>